Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian geek worldview. And today on the show, I'm talking about Wonder Woman 1984. Finally, I can talk about this movie. This is a movie that, I mean, I know it's been out streaming with HBO Max and all that jazz, but. I really wanted to see this in theaters. Theaters around here have been closed for a while now, and they finally opened back up, and so I went, I saw Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, I was really excited for this one, so what do I think of it? Let's jump into the review. This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. The time will come, Diana. And everything will be different. Wonder Woman 1984. Diana must contend with a work colleague and businessman whose desire for extreme wealth sends the world down a path of destruction after an ancient artifact that grants wishes goes missing. This this description didn't mention that Cheetah is also in this as a as a major character and villain in here. But she is. She is also uh, introduced into Diana's life, into Wonder Woman's life here, as kind of just this misfit character that is uh, looking for something big, and then uh, something big gets granted to her. Citizens of the world. I'm here to change your life. Anything you want. Anything you dream of, you can have it. Look like you saw a ghost. Diana, look at you. It's like not one day has passed. Themes, messages, ideas. This is the part of the show where I dive into the themes of Wonder Woman 1984. And uh, a big, big, strong theme here. What's probably would be maybe the main theme, I would say, is the theme of, of sacrifice. You know, of being willing to sacrifice yourself and, you know, what you love for the good of somebody else. Which, you know, is a, is a really positive message you know i mean greater love has no one than this than someone lay down his life for his friends right and and of course uh jesus being the the ultimate example of sacrifice of of you know of god giving up his son and jesus giving up his life for us uh there's the idea that i found interesting in here the idea of truth and that there are there's a universal truth that's kind of emphasized in this movie. So often nowadays we have uh, individualized truth, you know, where like your truth and my truth are different. And, you know, if, you know, you think this way about a certain thing, I think a different way and we're both right. But the, I, I find it interesting. It, it has some clear points where it'll point out and I'm trying to not spoil what happens in here. So I'm just trying to, to be light on it, but it, uh, it has points where it's like, you know, this is the truth right here. This is uh, this is a truth that not only spans America, it spans, you know, globally. There's, there's you know, somebody that is lying and, 
you know, and, you know, to, to an extent, maybe he's saying like, oh, this is his truth or something. But ultimately, no, there is a truth and that was not the truth, you know. And so I guess I thought it was interesting the uh, very solid form of truth that is in this movie because that's not something that you always see in movies. So I, I think that's... Uh, while not necessarily being like the the major theme of the movie necessarily, it's an idea in here that pops out that I thought was interesting. There, there's another idea that uh, the the idea that a true philanthropist doesn't give to people to be applauded, but rather he gives for the good of the people that he's giving to, right? Which I think is is true. Because this is, I don't know, I guess that stood out to me just because in the, the world we are today with like, if you know who, uh, Mr. Beast or, or somebody like that, that is a, philan a philanthropist that is, you know, he, he gives a lot of money away. He, he is very, you know, generous and all this kind of stuff, but he's so open and, and public about all that kind of stuff that, uh, that I don't think is necessarily wrong, you know, doing some of that in the public eye and stuff, but ultimately that's kind of his his glory right is is that moment when he gives the stuff away and the people are so grateful and he can see the you know the the expression on their face and then he you know sends the video out and everybody watches it and all that kind of stuff you know so it's like it, it's this kind of I don't know, weird thing that we have in our, our culture today of the 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 giving and generosity in the public eye and you know, I, and I can't say anything bad about Mr. Beast. I watch his videos too. It's it's just the kind of thing where it's like, uh, it's that is not the, the way it should be necessarily. Uh, I, I, while I don't think that's wrong by any means, I think that the 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 true art of of giving, the true uh, right way of giving, is doing it in in private and not doing it to to glorify yourself, but to truly. Uh, help and provide for this this other person or people or, or company that you're providing the money for ultimately this movie does seem to have a vendetta against guns for some reason i don't remember wonder woman hating guns like she does in this movie like she didn't like did she do that in the first movie was she all like really anti-gun in the first movie uh i mean isn't her boyfriend steve trevor isn't he a soldier like he was using guns for sure like i don't know is she okay with that she's all like oh man i hate guns guns are horrible and all this kind of stuff and it's just i don't know i i guess she has a very strong vendetta against guns here which i which struck me as odd like i don't really remember that in the first movie but also as a gun toting dude uh <laughs> that's uh that's not a message that uh i think we should be spreading around you know what i'm saying uh and also you know if you want a biblical example jesus does tell his uh disciples to arm themselves when he was uh when he was going up to heaven before before he was uh, crucified, actually, he said that you know you to to take your cloak and to sell it and to buy a sword. Um, not not you know not he said this to his disciples, and obviously that's not to say that if you don't have a sword or uh, you know the the modern day probably equivalent weapon would be a gun would be uh, 
would be a sin or anything of that nature, but it is a uh, a, a, a biblical uh, stance on weapon Christians with weapons, though. So what they're what they're probably hinting at here with you know Wonder Woman with some kind of gun control or something like that wouldn't uh well it wouldn't be a good thing let's just say uh <laughs> overall the themes of Wonder Woman I'm I'm a, there's another theme that I, I think I'm gonna talk about in the review section a little bit later on uh, but. Overall, the themes of this are uh, not bad. I mean, I think the the main theme, the main kind of thrust with the the idea of the the sacrifice and uh, the the self sacrifice and stuff to uh, help th these people and stuff, I think, is a, a good, positive, uh, heroic kind of message. Ultimately, I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You've always had everything, while people like me have had nothing. Well, now it's my turn. Get used to it. I really liked the original Wonder Woman movie. I thought it was a, a lot of fun, uh, a, a cool like period piece with a superhero. You know, something like that they had kind of done with uh, with you know Steve Rogers before with Captain America, and then they did it with Wonder Woman in a really cool way. Uh, this brings it up into the '80s, and uh, you know that's an interesting time, I guess, to uh, to bring the movie forward to, and they, they do a pretty good job at kind of giving that the movie uh, somewhat that kind of feel for the movie to make it feel like the 80s, I think. Uh, I mean, the big thing in this movie right off the bat, it was like Steve Trevor. Steve, somehow, Steve Trevor is back. He was there in World War One, and somehow he's here alive and well, what's going on, we didn't know what's going on in the trailers and stuff, so going into this, that was the, that was something I was skeptical about, because I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I don't really like when comic books or movies or things, uh, raise characters from the dead, which is something that comic books do all the time, and now, you know, movies are, are catching up with all these comic book movies, you know, uh, but no spoilers at all for this, but, I think they made it work. Like, like the the reason that he's there and how all that works, I it, it worked for me ultimately, and and I was cool with it. You know, if they could have done a story without him, I think, but the way that they brought him into the story, I think, worked well. Uh, and again, the chemistry between Steve and Diana here is great. Gal Gadot back once again as Wonder Woman. And she's, I, I think she's, this is a really good take on uh, Wonder Woman. She really has a, a good handle on that character, I think. Chris Pine as Steve Trevor, uh, very fun for, you know, him to be back. And, and I think he's, uh, this is a little bit different of a version of him. I mean, it's it's like it's very much the same character, but it's it's a definite little kind of twist to the character with him. You know, they're they're no longer in wartime, so they're in you know a, a time of peace, which I guess is automatically kind of a different angle for him because the entire first movie, you know, he was very much in that soldier mindset, that soldier kind of mode, and this movie pulled him out of that. Uh, a little bit, and uh, and I guess it's 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 just interesting to see a, a slightly different version of this character while still retaining uh, what made him good in that first movie. Kristen Wiig 
in here playing Cheetah. It's interesting that the description of this movie didn't really mention Cheetah because she was the main villain in my mind going into this movie. And she wasn't exactly, but she was a major villain in this movie. Uh, Kristen Wiig, an odd choice to say, I, w I would say, as this character. I don't know. I think of her very much as a comedic actor. But then again, there there's a lot of times comedic actors can come out and give you a, a really powerful non-comedic performance. Uh, they bring some of her, you know, comedic skills here. And she's, ultimately, she's fine. I, I, I think she, she's a pretty weak villain. Like, her motivation is just... It is pretty weak and just fairly uninteresting, I think, ultimately. And so, uh, that's, honestly, she's kind of disappointing. When she, when she, you know, turns into Cheetah, that's, that's kind of cool. But ultimately, I don't know. It's, it's fine. She's a fine enough character, but I didn't find her to be a particularly interesting character. Now, Maxwell Lord, on the other hand, this is the the greedy corporate guy who comes in and he, you know, he, he wants to be uber rich and he's got a plan for how to do this. And uh, this guy is very charismatic and very entertaining to watch played by uh, Pedro Pascal uh, whom you might recognize from Kingsman 2 or you might recognize from he's the Mandalorian technically but he has a helmet on his head the whole time so you may not recognize him from that uh, but <laughs> either way I like this actor and I think he he makes this like very over the top character very fun now the other uh, theme I wanted to mention in here is I I heard on the internet uh, that this was, like, supposed to be a, a representative of Donald Trump, and uh, I, I don't know, I guess I'll just say that if this is supposed to represent Trump, you know, I went into it after hearing that, and so I was like, oh, okay, so I, I was kind of keeping an eye out for it, and I guess I could see some connections to as to, you know, how the media would view Donald Trump. Uh, to this character and so it's like okay I can see some of those connections but like I don't know I guess I think it's a fairly juvenile uh, depiction of him if that's what they were going for and if it's not what they were going for and it was more just happenstance because he's a uh, you know rich billionaire guy that you know is moving up in the world or whatever then uh you know, maybe not. Maybe that's people pulling strings, but I would not be surprised if it's not. That said, removing that whole kind of political aspect to the movie a little bit. I mean, as much as you can remove it. Uh, <laughs> this character is very fun. A very entertaining villain in the movie that, you know, whenever he was on screen, I, I did really enjoy his performance and I liked disliking this character. Uh, and they give you a little more to the character than just the over-the-top villainy, too. You know, there's there's a little bit more human connection in here that makes him a good bad guy. Uh, the score here by Hans Zimmer, absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's, you know, I, I'm i a fan of Hans Zimmer. I'm a fan of, uh, of of Wonder Woman's original score. I think her theme is really great. You know, the, the, the tribal trumpet warrior-ish kind of theme that they got for Wonder Woman is fantastic. And they have, you know, b building on that kind of sound in this movie, uh, along with some kind of 80s, 
I don't know, electronic-y maybe kind of stuff in there, uh, along with some other kind of stuff in there, but I think the uh, Hans Zimmer always does a great job with scores. It seems like whenever I look up, oh man, this is a great score, it's like half the time it's a Hans Zimmer score, you know, so I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, the action. The action is pretty good, but honestly, it's not as good as the first movie. There's no action sequence that is on the level of, like, the No Man's Land sequence in the first film, you know, where, you know, she goes out there and is like, that's a really cool sequence in that first movie. In this one, there's there's some cool sequences, there's some cool, you know, fights and all that kind of stuff, but nothing really that, that measured up to what came before, so a little bit let down in that department. Uh, though, that said, there are some very fun, like, very quintessential Wonder Woman action beats, you know, of her doing stuff with her lasso and things like that that are very cool and very fun to, to see on the big screen for the first time. I don't know, maybe they happened in the old TV show with Linda Carter and all that. I don't know, I haven't seen it, but... It's cool to see it in this movie. You know, some things that uh, she didn't really do in the first movie, you know, popping up in here and it's like, nice. Uh, and also there's some cool, fun Easter eggs and things thrown in here for fans of the comics that uh, I'm not going to spoil, but I'll just say there's some cool stuff of that nature in here too. Uh, tonally, I thought this movie, it, it was, it was kind of all over the place. You know, like at points, this movie is very cheesy. Like, it... <sighs> Probably too cheesy, in my opinion, you know? And <laughs> just, I don't know. It, it, at points, this movie was so cheesy to the point of it just seemed like it was poorly written. And then there was other points, you know, where they're trying to bring the, the emotion, bring some more heart. And and some of that works, you know? And, and some of that, those emotional beats, I think, work very well. But then the, the kind of odd mixture of this over-the-top cheesiness with the you know, with some of the more serious stuff makes some of the more serious stuff a little bit less impactful overall in the movie, I think. Uh, but that said, uh, you know, enough of them landed that I, I still found this movie very enjoyable overall. I was just kind of, uh, they, they, it seemed like they had two tones that they were kind of trying to mash it together into this movie and they didn't quite mesh together as well as they, uh, as they could have, I suppose. There's, so, Wonder Woman, in Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman comes out and she's like, oh, hey, I'm, you know, she she kind of comes out to the world, right? Like, oh, I'm here, I'm Wonder Woman, and now everybody knows it. So, you have a movie that takes place here, she mostly has to stay somewhat undercover, right? But, she... <laughs> And they kind of, they, they, they make it so that supposedly she is staying undercover, but oh my goodness, she is the least subtle undercover superhero you've ever seen. You know, it, it does, it's like, there is no way people did not know about her before this, like, <laughs> like the events of this movie just, that make that completely ridiculous, in my opinion. Uh, I... Honestly, I kind of wish that they didn't have that whole story plot in Batman v Superman where she was coming out into the world and she could have just been a hero in the world or something. And then, I mean, they would have had to change some of the, the dynamics in that movie, I suppose. But that would have made, you know, th that would have made more sense in this movie for he, her to actually be out in the open 
uh, openly doing stuff as Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? It's it's just kind of this weird struggle, it seems like, between two different people trying to tell kind of two different stories with these characters, which I guess is kind of a struggle you see in the comic books sometimes with... Uh, with, you know, one guy writing one comic book series, another guy writing another comic book series, and, oh, Wonder Woman did this in the Justice League series, so now in her solo book you have to account for that too or something, you know. So you do see some of that kind of stuff. I guess it's interesting to see the same kind of struggles from comic books sometimes popping up in the movies here, but uh, I guess that's, that's what we're going to get here. Overall, this movie's fun. It's a good time. It's not nearly as good as the first movie, in my opinion. It's, I don't know, I, th there's a lot of fun to be had here. There's some good, you know, touching moments in here, too. Uh, it, overall, it's a fun time. I definitely don't, uh, I, I don't dislike this movie, but it's just not on that same level as the first movie, in my opinion. been one for rules. The answer is always more. The way I fly, they will never find us. I forgot to tell you. What? Radar. Will they, will they shoot at us? Wonder Woman 1984 is rated PG-13 for sequences of action and violence. I would give it a 3.5 out of 5 stars on the enjoyability scale. Barbara, what did you do? You know, I'm not so keen on this one. I figure uh, you are, but... You know what? I'm ready to go. I think we can do better. Parachute pants? Yeah. Um... Does, it, does everybody parachute now? So that's about it for this episode of the Helix Reviews Podcast. Coming up on the show here, uh, I should have my best of 2020 episode. Uh, as per usual, it's, uh, it's a little late, but... Hopefully, I can get it here within January, hopefully. <laughs> Honestly, January is almost up, so hopefully I can get it here within February. A lot of times, I end up close to when the Oscars are, but this time, I'm going to beat the Oscars because I'm pretty sure the Oscars were delayed because of the whole COVID thing. So, uh, you know, <laughs> at least I, I have a one-up on them, you know what I'm saying? Uh, by the way, if you want to tell me your favorite movies, TV shows, and video games of the year, shoot me an email, or music, by the way, of the year, shoot me an email, HealTreviesPodcast at gmail.com, and I'll uh, read your favorite stuff out on the show next week, or in, a, in probably a couple weeks as well. Also coming up on the show, uh, WandaVision is coming up here. It's not coming up. It's, it's coming out now. Uh, it's three episodes in. I've seen two of the three episodes so far, and I uh, enjoyed those first two episodes for sure, but they, they, something weird's going on, and I, I don't know what it is. So we'll see. We'll see what that turns out like. I, I'm enjoying what I've seen so far, and uh, I, I think this... Uh, I think as it goes along, it's gonna it's gonna really blow up in some weird and interesting ways that I think could be awesome. So hopefully they are. I'm still working out with Josiah about how uh, the uh, how those episodes will go. I want to do uh, record some of those episodes with him, but 
uh, depending on his schedule and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know if we'll be doing every Marvel show together like we did with the, the Netflix Marvel shows or if we'll only be doing some of them. Uh, it, it mostly depends on his schedule at this point, so uh, we'll, we'll see kind of from where it goes, I guess. That's it for this time. This is David Arrington of the Heel Tributes Podcast signing off. Bye-bye, guys.